0: Show yard with Zach and the Professor on 9.9. The fan.
1: Well, good afternoon, and we welcome you to the big show. Leaving the yard, Zach and the Professor. 20 years and still going.
2: But right. are we going anywhere?
1: <laughs> well, I'm <I'll laughs> going to the house after the oh, show's okay, over. Right, I got right. some leftover spaghetti to eat.
2: I'm not going to clip black because uh, we got no tickets. Yeah. I'm a little. Well, they chastised me up in the office for asking. They chastised you? Yeah. Well, what do you mean? They,
1: they... they gave you a, a sour look?
2: Yeah, the management team admonished. Uh, admonish me for asking if we had any Clint Black tickets. Like, what did they say? We uh we don't give away tickets. We well, don't give away tickets? You gave away two pairs. That's what they said. We only got two pairs and we don't give them away.
1: Well, like I was some need, kind of bum. You need to negotiate a better deal well, than a Like I, I was front. some kind of bum. You ought to get three pairs.
2: Yeah. Either way.
1: Is it going to be packed over there tonight?
2: Uh, I would guess three-fourths full. When I've gone to country music concerts over there before, I've seen Charlie Daniels over there back in the day and Don Williams and Merle Haggard. Merle was pretty full, I'll be honest. Merle about filled the place to If the this top. was
1: ten years ago, Clint Black would fill it. Well, has well, been think ten plenty. years past. But it, those
2: people I just talked about were well beyond their prime years. Yeah. And and that's where Clint is. He's well beyond his premiere. Yeah. So oh, I'm thinking
1: ten years ago I think he would have filled it.
2: I think he'll be three four tonight, if okay. I was guessing.
1: I'm a big Clint Black fan.
2: I am too.
1: You know you're a big Lisa Hartman fan. Oh
2: okay. <laughs> I'm a big Clint Black <laughs> fan. Well, I've seen Clint. I haven't seen Lisa.
1: See, I just here's my here's my problem with this. I have in my head Clint Black. I don't know that the Clint Black, that's in town tonight, is still that
2: guy. Oh, I bet he is. Well, I, bet I don't he's just know. Just as well.
1: I don't know. Hey, you're in the yard.
0: Good afternoon, gentlemen. How you doing?
2: Oh, <laughs> looky there.
1: Speaking of old and, and has been, what's you
3: mean? What? It's the uh, doctor.
0: What's up, doc? Not much. I wanted to go ahead and comment on the 49ers.
2: Comment oh, on them. Oh, Let's yeah. hear it fan Not really. Oh, okay.
0: So this is for my I'm, hate not, perspective. I'm not a fan of none of these none of these guys in the playoffs. Okay. okay? I I think that the 49ers the way they're going to beat the Eagles is they have to go ahead and run the ball. They ran the ball 41 times against uh, no no. The 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 Commanders ran the ball 41 times against the Eagles and they beat them. That Monday Night game.
2: So it's Achilles is stopping the run.
0: Exactly, exactly. Uh, now the Eagles got Dominic and Sue or whatever, and another guy, which, which are hard. You know, they're they're tough. But if the Forty can run the ball, uh, they got a chance against uh, the Eagles because uh, they're playing in the cold weather and they're playing uh, you know there in the in Philadelphia. And other thing they got to do, yeah. The other thing they got to do is they got to draft that guy that runs after the kicking tee after the games. He's the equipment manager or the equipment guy for the University of Houston. That guy, uh, Gavin Hawk.
2: Yeah, Hawk is all that. He's very entertaining. He he needs an NFL gig after college.
0: They need to get him in there. uh, Hiring hiring him just for one game. And get them motivated and stuff like that, like Mojo did whenever he was with the Oilers and stuff.
2: Yeah, well, I agree. I think the Texans should look into uh, moving uh, Hawk up to uh, the major leagues when his college career is over.
0: Exactly. I remember Mojo when I was a kid.
2: Yeah, well, that dude, uh, he goes full bore. When he dies out there on that belly and then snatches up that tee and charges back, it's worth watching.
1: Would you rather have a guy like that hey, or a hey. dog that runs out and gets it?
2: But, uh, have you seen Hulk? I'm just
1: asking. Which would you rather Probably have? have?
2: You can get a dog to go fetch anything. You can't. A get,
1: person can go fetch anything.
2: How big Hulk? About 260, 270? He's big. Yeah, you but see you a, get a big dog. You get a big old grown man to belly flop and grab that. You want that more? Than people love uh, dogs. Nah, you ain't seen Hulk. People He's, love a dog. He had his own Sports Center moment during the bowl season.
0: All right, Put them both out there—the dog and the, and the hawk. Let hawk, yeah, let
2: them race for the shits oh, that. Could be a dog fight or a hawk fight.
0: <laughs> There's your interspecies thing.
2: I like it. I know. I like it.
0: <laughs> and I, the Chiefs, are going to take care of it at home against uh, Bengals.
1: You know, I'm more nervous about the Chiefs' chances than I than I am about the Eagles. I just got a, I got a sneaking suspicion here that the Bengals are quietly making a run back to the bowl. I just think, I don't think they care about the weather. I don't think they care about the location. I just think they've kind of figured it out. They've settled in. Everyone talks about Kansas City and Buffalo before them. I think Cincinnati may be the uh, the, the sleeper this weekend.
2: What's so sleeper about them? They're, yeah. They're, they're a, a favorite, th- I think, aren't they? the defending yeah. conference champions. Well, I get that, but did is, anybody talk about them? The line has moved quite a bit. Well, they sh- had so many injuries on the offensive line early in.
1: So I said they quietly got in or Chase got hurt. But they
2: got hot at the right time. Yes. It's uh, always been about
1: getting hot at the right okay. time. Nobody's selling me on Kansas City. And I'm it. telling you, I, like, I think Cincinnati may do.
0: And the Bengals beat them uh, December the fourth in Cincinnati, twenty-seven twenty-four earlier this in uh, yep. twenty twenty-two. Yeah, yep.
2: they've owned them the last two yeah. years. Yes, they have.
0: Yeah, but I kind of have a feeling it's going to be it's going to be the Eagles and the uh, and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. You know, we've never had that, so that'd be something different.
1: That would be different. Yes, and it would be two yeah. new teams this year. We could live with that again.
2: Yeah, I like that.
1: Exactly. Same guys back exactly. again every year. Y'all I mean, take care, gentlemen. Appreciate you. It's good talking to you again. Yeah, God bless. Right.
2: Baseball guy talking some football. Yeah,
1: I was waiting for him to slip in an opening day thing, but he yeah. didn't He didn't mess with that yet. I mean, yeah. opening day for high schools next week. We're still a little ways off for of the majors, about uh, 60 days, I think. Anyway, coming up on the show at 5.30, Bill Oney is hopping in studio with us.
2: Oh, Oney. Yeah. I wonder how many times he's heard that in his life. Well, you can ask him. Maybe he's counted it
1: by now. The... Uh, Eagles of Tamuti on the road. They are in uh, New Mexico today.
2: It's a long, long way. That's a
1: big old road trip. For this kind of conference, that's a long road trip. a long
2: bus ride. Man. God.
1: They played a game Tuesday night. They were on the bus Wednesday morning. They got a game Thursday night. They'll be back on the bus, I'm sure, probably after tomorrow morning. Are yeah, they getting after, right on it?
2: Oh, I'm sure after the game Go. they're on the bus. Drive overnight. Come on back probably, in the morning. Probably. Ooh. i tell them to be in class tomorrow. You really? Yeah. You would. That's how I always was with my kids. Me class kids, tomorrow. My two kids, road trips. I don't care if you got put out in the playoffs, well, you you had to go be to school the next day.
1: I got kids skipping for their birthday.
2: Yeah, I know. That's that's, that's the
1: craziest thing I've ever heard.
2: know. Bueno.
1: Who does that? Gotta get what, them to go to school. What parents have decided, you know what, since you were born. Somewhere in the nine months, ten months of the school year, you don't have to go to school that day. Just stay at the house. I I don't understand that. Did we turn to the— I didn't. I don't know if you did. I was worried about this stuff over here. You may want to start the president—oh, it is started. I guess I did start it
2: when I went over there. We refer to the Facebook broadcast, which you can find us on here on the fans' website. It's just not popping up on my phone right now. It's got me a little nervous. His
1: phone's defective. It's
2: not defective.
1: Did you see the, the uh, Did you see the ESPN story today about uh, Mahomes since we threw out the Kansas City thing?
2: No, I didn't. Actually, a really cool
1: story about the high school, actually middle school Patrick Mahomes.
2: I saw some video.
1: And what they were calling the, the article is the most important quarterback battle to set... The stage for the uh, maybe the best uh, quarterback potentially in the future
2: in, in the history of the NFL. It started at high school. It
1: started at seventh grade, pre seventh grade. Yeah, he had to
2: beat somebody out. He did. He had There's to beat a, out a guy. Another kid at White House. Yes. Where's that kid
1: now? Uh, he's not doing this. He's not playing football. He was more of a baseball guy. Once he lost the job to Mahomes. Well, so was Mahomes. Well, no, 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 no. They were back and forth. They apparently this this kid a uh, uh, Cheatham. Cheeto is what they call them. Uh from 7th grade they kind of called them both crunchy in. Or I don't know. Puffy. I don't know. Crunchy I would think. Uh, they called them both in for a clandestine just show us what you got. Just the two guys and the offensive coordinator for the high school football team. And as they're going into 7th grade, these two guys spend an hour basically alternating throws, alternating drills, kind of, you know, urging each other on. They weren't in a competitive like, oh, man, that was a sucky throw. They complimented each other's throws. And the coach walked away going, we got two guys. I don't know. There's a school in the country who's got better 7th grade quarterbacks coming in than I've got this year. And through 7th grade and 8th grade and ninth grade, they alternated them basically series. Because neither one could separate from the other one, they both played baseball and they were great in in uh, you know a non high school baseball setting. one national championship together. As I said,
2: well, uh, Mahomes' dad was the summer league. He was their yeah. travel ball coach, mm-hmm.
1: and these guys won with yeah. each one of them pitching. And so they got to high school, and Mahomes got called up as a tenth grader to join the varsity, but as a safety. And the other kid got to stay in in the JV playing quarterback. So they separated for the year. The next year, they all got back together again, but it was obvious that it was going to be Mahomes. And these guys have still stayed fast friends, all that. But this quarterback competition really came down to, do you like the a little bit more unorthodox and a little bit more mobile Mahomes, or do you like the more prototype quarterback who's – good as well good arm too but isn't quite as you know herky-jerky make it up as you go and ultimately the coaches settled on mahomes if they had gone the other way all history of the nfl could be different
2: well you say that we see guys all the time now that if they don't get on the field Maybe Tyler Legacy would have had a really good quarterback.
1: <laughs> Troops just down the street. Well, But at the time, they were playing baseball, and I, so I, Mahomes may have just been a baseball
2: guy. I would guess that wouldn't have been the case. Why not? He was an outstanding pitcher. It's not the time in which we live. He was an outstanding pitcher. You know what? They played baseball at Tyler Legacy.
1: Chapel F- Hill's down the street. I don't see him moving somewhere else. Cheatham didn't move somewhere else he stayed there they converted him to receiver what's he doing now well he's not football anymore but he did play baseball both at uh, uh, Tyler Junior College and UT Tyler and mm-hmm. won national championships at
2: both places yeah is he an MLB no he's not an MLB maybe he should have uh, ah. gone to Tyler Legacy
1: why he had a great career in high school he had a good career in college not everybody's a pro
2: but you won't know if you don't get the opportunity.
1: Well, he got the opportunity. Couldn't beat out Mahomes. He's gonna I mean we're gonna come to the end of this guy's career and probably say, other than Brady and all the championships, this may be the greatest quarterback, not named Tom Brady. You didn't beat that
2: guy out. I agree with that. But uh Jimmy G went elsewhere. Matt Castle's still in the league. These guys went elsewhere. You can't just sit there and not get an opportunity. Well
1: Matt Castle did sit there. Yeah. Matt Castle sat and didn't play.
2: But he got opportunities where else he went, and he drew a long check. Well, he, when he
1: got to the NFL, but at US, he didn't go anywhere. He stayed at USC.
2: Yeah. but and he didn't play. He got to play some.
1: Oh, he barely got to play.
2: But when he got to the pros, he would learned. What did he do? He went somewhere else. Had an opportunity to start. But he didn't move in
1: college. You're making the argument you oh, move great. on he in high school or college. Today? today he would. Yeah. Then they did not. And
2: that's what that kid should have done. He should have moved down the road.
1: Well, maybe he wasn't good enough. He was just a little bit not as good as Pat if Mahomes. You're telling me
2: he was just a little less than Pat Mahomes, he should have been on the field somewhere.
1: He was. He was playing receiver. It's not. Not everybody's got to be the quarterback. It's not like
2: Travis, where you move into the quarterback position after doing your time. If he's in your class, you got to go somewhere else. Or you change positions. How many of these guys are going to the NFL? One, Mahomes. It's possible none of the receivers went. You could have had two NFL quarterbacks, but we won't know because that guy never got an opportunity. He didn't get to hone his skills.
1: could have been an nfl receiver tight end he owned those skills but he liked baseball and went that direction yikes i can't even talk to
2: you you're trying to talk him into every kid's got to move no if you have talent and you're not getting an opportunity
1: he had an opportunity he lost out to the better guy
2: he lost out to the guy who's the best quarterback in the world today
1: yeah he lost out to the better guy. He had an opportunity. He was given audition for the job for three years. There's that nothing wrong. Sa- Snap.
2: There's nothing wrong with being the second best quarterback. We wouldn't and have had. Was. <laughs> we wouldn't have had Super Bowl twelve if Morton had just said, eh, "I'll just sit behind Roger."
1: What do you mean we wouldn't have had Super Bowl twelve? They wouldn't have canceled the Super Bowl.
2: Who were the quarterbacks?
1: It was Morton Staubach. We yeah. wouldn't have canceled the Super Bowl.
2: We wouldn't have had that Super Bowl oh, if Morton had just said, God. "Yeah, I think I'll just sit here." What? No, what? Denver, there would have been no Orange Crush you're not in the Super Bowl. Two
1: quarterbacks. The Cowboys weren't going to pay Morton, and so it's he needed to go somewhere well, yeah. else. What well, at that stage you do? You're an NFL quarterback looking for a job. At that point in time, you're getting it's your livelihood. When they're livelihood. They're kids playing balls. Craig got
2: a chance to have it as a livelihood. Oh my gosh. Guy's I sitting down there in White House today. I can't even. Well then I got Pat's number. I
1: can't even.
2: He got my number in seventh grade.
1: Wow. He was in his wedding, does that come for anything?
2: I guess. Bridesmaid. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs>
3: I can't. I'm Dr. Miller, a dentist and a volunteer for Dental Lifeline Network. DLN is a nonprofit that has helped me literally change the lives of people in my community through the Donated Dental Services Program. DLN asks dentists to volunteer to see just one of the many patients in need each year. If you're a dentist or know a dentist, please share this information. Like me, they can make a real difference in someone's life. DLN makes it easy.
1: Go to willuc1.org to learn more. That's will you see
3: They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Critical <coughs> Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly and have a ultra spot Missouri.
1: Welcome back. 20 After 5, Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079. Uh, you had uh, news people were sending you today.
2: Yeah, a couple different people uh, sent me uh, information about Landon Jackson has signed a uh, NIL deal with, uh, what is it, WWE? What yeah, they, yeah. What, what initials are they now? Yeah, WWE. Okay. He's one of 16 student-athletes to sign a deal with him. Uh, this
1: is the third time they've done this, yes. third round of these kids. I think they've got like 45, 46 student-athletes in college now. They've signed to NIL deals. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That is cool. We need to come up with a name for him. Hmm. You know, like you got The Undertaker. you got yes, Stone Cold. We need a name for Landon now that he's – Affiliated. Not that he's going to wrestle. We're not doing. He's not doing that.
2: Oh, he might someday. You never know.
1: Someday, but that's not what they're signing him for. They're just they're they're affiliating their name with. They've got a Kentucky kid and an LSU kid. They're all over the the country, so they've got one in a bunch of different schools. Landon's their guy at the University of Arkansas, but we need a name, so we got to think on that one. Yeah. By the time we get back together next week, we'll have to have a name for
2: Landon. Should we have something with a Razorback or uh, something like that? Oh, I don't know. Razorback Jack. Well, that's pretty crazy. Uh-huh. I don't know. Short for Jackson there, Razorback Jack. Oh, I get jack.
1: it. I get it. That's not bad. Uh-huh. about Razor Jack? Razor Jack. How about that? How about landing on your head? Oh, I like that. <laughs> that'd, be your, that'd be your finishing move. <laughs> landing on your head. <laughs> You
2: like that. So, yeah. A lot of directions we could go there.
1: Exactly. Uh if you're a cowboy fan and who, who isn't? Is yeah. Um
2: <laughs> big news
1: today. Yes. If you are you've been you've been sitting here with trepidation. Some heads going to roll. Depression about the loss last weekend of the 49ers. Somebody's
2: got to pay the price for this. Well, Skip Peter, right?
1: <laughs> no, there's bigger news today. What? Is that the five assistants they fired? No, Dan Quinn's coming back. What? Dan Quinn's coming back. Uh-huh. They uh-huh. made the announcement uh-huh. the uh-huh. last the Over the, uh, no. the ship. With the- oh, no, no, no. They got rid of the, uh, the, <laughs> the dead weight. <laughs> they got that out already. Leon Lett's out of a job. I'm not laughing oh, wow. about that. But, yes, they, they hacked uh, a bunch of guys off the but to get rid of
2: all 5 and' just going to keep Dan Quinn.
1: Dan's turned down or has not gotten offers. Let's do that. There are three jobs in particular he was looking at seriously. Well, I think
2: he got offered the Arizona job. I think nah, was, I wouldn't
1: have taken that one either, though.
2: I think that's what he thought. Yeah. that's Jerry or the Bidwell family. <laughs>
1: You know, is that really a choice? Is that really something you want? <clears throat> it's I think
2: like, he's right where he needs to be. I, I don't think he's a head coach.
1: It's like, do I? is it Jason or Freddy Krueger? Which of these two do I want <laughs> to spend the, the evening with? Hey, you're in the yard.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Kirk Gibson. How are y'all? Wow. Oh, Dude, We're getting all kinds of blasts from the past today.
1: What has happened? Time machine. What's going on?
2: Well, I was just one to uh, chime in on the
0: Lance Jackson, uh, on on his name. It's Landon, it's not Lance. I meant Landon. I think you need to call him the T Town Tackler.
2: Oh, I like that.
1: That's not bad. Well, it sounds <laughs> like Teetotler a little bit. Comes out weird.
0: I'll, I'll leave it with y'all, and y'all have a good evening. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> See ya. There you go. It's it's a suggestion. It's not necessarily a good one, but it's a suggestion for a potential nickname for Landon Jackson. Boy, you don't need those. Uh, as we uh, as we get rolling, we're gonna head into segment number three in just a minute. But you're in here early, and I'm not gonna waste your time. We'll get you in, Bill Oney.
4: Hey, man, it is so great to see you again. Tonight.
1: I haven't seen you since I had hair. Yeah,
4: well, <laughs> you know, and I had some then too. It's been a while. <laughs> we're gonna get you up closer to that. Okay, you can you can pull it towards
1: you. Get that mic. There you go. All right. Yeah, perfect. Well, now I can hear you loud and fall clear.
2: off if you are too no, personal right, with well. it, there, Bill.
4: I'll try not to knock it off. There you go. Well, it's great to see you. Well, it's good. I'm it's, I'm having fun again. Are you? Yeah, they called me and said, hey, you want to cover sports for, for us for a little while? And I went, well, I don't have anything else to do. Why not? You know, They being the Gazette. They being the Gazette. Yeah. So I'm glad to be back there. I'm still teaching at the college a little bit. Were but, you surprised by that call? Uh, it was a pleasant surprise. Really? It, it was, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just, you know, I... I, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be back. be oh, good. Like now, how long's it been? Maybe three years or so, three four years. See, it feels like
2: longer than that. It could have been. It could have been. Yeah. Now, yeah. before you were on the PG beat. Uh huh. Is that going to be your beat once again, or that, do you it, have a looser rein on you now, or?
4: Well, yeah, uh, I, I, it, that is my beat, but. Um, Uh, I'm getting along real well with the high sheriffs down there now okay they they, they, got they got some new sheriffs in town and and they 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 seem to be willing to let me uh, you know give me a little bit of play
1: do you prefer having a, a singular beat where you're locked into one group all the time or do you like floating a little bit more
4: you know, I was uh I was always a GA guy, general assignment right. uh, reporter. I I've done everything. I've done investigative reporting, I've covered politics, I've uh I've covered murder trials, I've covered crime and punishment. So, yeah, I, I would rather have a little bit, you know, give me a little freedom sure. and and I'll bring you something interesting to read.
1: And it feels like the the this iteration of the Gazette sports department has kind of made its way maybe a little more into featurey kind of pieces not just here was last night's game here's the score from last night's game here's
4: tonight's game coming up it feels like it's a little different it really is uh you know it uh there there's there's less focus on get all the data you know right. on the statistics and more on tell us the story sure uh and that's always been my style of reporting you know i mean you know, the numbers are the numbers and, right. and that's always an important part of sports but it's especially at this level i mean I love covering high school sports because I love these kids right you know right. the game is still pure at this point you know they' there's they're they're competing to compete they're learn they're, they're and they're learning so much it's such such an important part of their education and, and we get you are the record for the future
1: I mean yeah. it, it, the, the paper is still the record of the future so if we talk about numbers things well going back Somewhere in the future, and looking back now, we're going to want to see well, what was the record well who how many yards did the kid gain da 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 da. da. But the stories actually
4: are the thing I think that sells papers today. Well, and I still think that's what connects with readers you know we're, we it's people to people, right. You know, and in and, uh, and you guys know you you've worked with young people all your lives. Uh, right? Unfortunately, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Hey, come on! I taught middle school. Oh, you know, yeah. that's the Lord's work. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I survived a lot of other people's adolescence, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and helped you have more than one of your own. right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm yet to give up on mine. But well, there you
2: know. go. That's, that's why all three of us are in this room right that's now. That's exactly <laughs> right. You know,
4: there. You know, uh, growing up is like so overrated. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. It's Bill in the room with us. Yeah. We're going to take a quick time out. We'll come back. We're we're going
1: to kind of line out why you got we got him here in the first place and we'll do that when we come back out of the break. It's uh, Leaving the Yard 27 minutes after 5 o'clock here on The Fan 1079. Stick around. We're coming right back. We are back. It is 5.30, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079. And we're joined in studio today by Bill Oney. You got a little bit before the break of him being back with the Gazette now and being back in the sports department with the Gazette now and being assigned to Pleasant Grove with the Gazette now. And uh, you wrote a column this week. In fact, we still have it actually sitting here uh, this past weekend in uh, Sunday's paper about uh, the – Well, we've brought this question up for the last couple of years. Yeah, what are all those red marks on it? Uh, uh, (laughs) Don't don't you worry uh, about uh, those. uh, I'm uh, just grading. Okay, okay. Um, (laughs) But you brought up a question that we've talked about ad nauseum, it feels like, over the last couple of years in particular. And that is, what's the possibility of of the Hawks and the Tigers actually getting on the football field together and having a chance to play? And the climate has been weird post-COVID. We lost Arkansas High, Texas High as a series. And sitting out there is now the open ability to say, who do you fill the schedule with? We know Texas High struggles to try to find games with opponents that match up for what they want. We know Pleasant Grove has traveled all over the state trying to find games that Coach Gibson wants that will get his team ready for the postseason. And yet here they are five
4: miles from each other and they don't play each other. Yeah, my gut instinct is we're not at the bottom of this, uh, because uh, I mean, there are, there are there are strong arguments for it, and and, and not just edu- uh, financially, I mean, uh, but also educationally and socially, and, and in terms of community building. But um, boy, there doesn't seem to be a lot of interest in it, does it? does, it? does it? Um Well,
2: and it's too bad <laughs> because I think this is the game the town wants now. I, I understand Arkansas High and Texas had a fantastic century run and all, but that game has really lost a lot of its competitiveness if you look at the last 20 years. And I think fans, sports fans, and that's who we deal with on a daily basis, people who listen to us, would love to see Texas High versus Pleasant Grove.
4: Well, I'll tell you what, if I was a coach, a head coach, and I wanted to get my team ready for a tough district or for a deep playoff run, I have a feeling that the week I spent preparing for Pleasant Grove would be something that would pay deep benefits for me. Uh, you know, say what you want about, about Coach Gibson and his system, but it is very complex. It is very well thought out. Uh, the kids are extremely well coached. To get ready to play them, you're getting ready to play your next playoff opponent. And, that, you know, and that, that's going to allow you to grow so much as a program. So the fact that it's not happening – because it would obviously benefit both schools. You know, I mean, all religions teach us that. Uh, it's our adversaries who are our best teachers. They're the ones who show us what we need to learn, where we need to grow. And, I'm, you know, and, and, and both programs are, are are doing really well right now. But, you know, the sustained excellence, the last nine years at Pleasant Grove, that's who
2: I'd want to play. I mean, yeah. And you, you do admit that Texas High has more to lose than gain in this. Well, why? Well, I think the <laughs> argument is, the perception is, Texas High's numbers are such that you ought to just walk onto the field and handle up on PG, and yet you and I both know PG's not going to be easy to handle up on. They they run an offense. PG's kind of like a, a left-handed boxer. Nobody wants any part of them. But you know he's
4: he's installing a new offense. I know. Last right. year and, he and, went
2: to the spread. And,
4: and, and, yeah, it was a spread wing T or whatever you want yeah. to call it. But you're going to learn so much. You know, at, at all uh, every, every you know I mean, uh, football is a, is is a position coach game. Every one of your coaches has to have his guys ready. And every one of the you know if you're on the defensive line, you're going to run across a real high level of play. If you know if you're in the linebackers, you're going to see a high level of preparation. Um, you're going to gain so much. And, you know, and, and I heard, well, we never schedule smaller schools. But, you know, I was, I was doing my prep work for uh, PG's Friday night game against Sulphur Springs. And looking down through Sulphur Springs' schedule, but look who I found. Texas High. And, by the way, Sulphur Springs beating them both by 12. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh,
2: but that, but you about that, basketball. Yeah, we see you, that you, you
4: more. Know, yeah, but when I talked to the AD at Texas High, he said he's none of the major sports. He's well, not going to schedule them on any of the major
2: sports. Yeah,
1: see, and I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think that's true. Jerry may have said that. I don't think that's true. Um, I think they have played down out It may be this year or last year they have not. And I think maybe consideration of Sulphur Springs, who was in their own district a year ago, you're looking at that going, well, it's the team we had last year. It's not anything different than we've seen before. We know them. We're not really playing down. It's They kind of slid down.
4: Didn't they used to play uh, L.A. in football?
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For many years they did. Pre, Pre-Jerry. Well, was, Jerry was here no, I don't know well, if Jerry team lined up against Le or not. I, I I have argued on your point. I think it'd be a great game. What I liked about your column the other day, Bill, mm-hmm. is you got into the social implications that could be very positive. Yeah. I know that in the age of social media and all, there could be some negatives. And I know kids get drawn into stuff now because of social media. But I think there could be a lot of positives. And that's what I liked about your piece is – you tried to point out how it could be a bit of a healing process.
4: Well, I mean, all three of us put, put bread on the table as educators. Uh, and, and education exists at the nexus of education and, and philosophy. And we, we do a terrible disservice if we focus only on educating, only on teaching those things that are on the test, for example, and we don't also attend to our students' ethical and social learning. And clearly, there is a need for this in this community. You know, the division between north and south, east and west; these things are dividing Texarkana, and 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 I think getting in its way of of creating the sort of economic development that everybody seems to agree they want. You know, you, you've got to get you got to get everybody pushing the wheel forward. I think this is a very difficult task. Uh, you know, uh, Coach Gibson said something to me that really rang true. He said, "You know, the things that we hear from the stands, and he's not hearing it from the other stands." Right? Uh, there is a lot of coarseness and rudeness in our society, and disrespect in our society. Uh, and the chance to address those issues, I think, is something that's going to take. It's going to take both school boards. It's going to take teachers. I think it probably going to. We might want to involve the the faculty at A and M which is a great education preparation uh, faculty. I, I think there's, there's, there's a lot of things we could do if we could just learn how to reestablish the idea that respect for one another is a critical moray. Uh, so, yeah, I think there's a lot to be accomplished there. It's, much, it's not about football. You know, there's well, the, but but it is. Oh, come on! There's it, life after football. Yeah, but, I promise but, you. <laughs> but but
1: well, wait, now, and and I'm not disagreeing with anything you just said. But mm-hmm. I'm going to play devil's advocate at least a little bit for guys who make their living on wins and losses, mm-hmm. and sometimes wins and losses. Most of the time, wins and losses, as are a result of where some of these kids decide they want to go to play and to go to school. And so, if I'm Jerry Stanford and I'm looking at saying, okay, if I take on Pleasant Grove, we're doing a big picture community healing thing okay but if i let's say i decide to do a a two game thing we're gonna do it for two years and i lose two times to them well now i'm not just talking about we're healing the community but now i got a school board's looking at me like why are you not beating the guys across town and if some of these kids that are making a decision in eighth grade where to go next decide, well, I want to go to the team that's won the last two years over the team that hasn't, there is a lot to lose if you're... If you're. And I think Tony's point of Texas High's got a lot more to lose than Pleasant Grove, it feels like, because so, so they're expected logic, to win. PG's not expected. It's like Arkansas playing Arkansas State. We've talked about that forever. They ought to play each other, but in reality, the guys in Fayetteville don't want to do that because they got a lot to lose in their state if they lose to them. Well, that's my argument.
4: <laughs> if if uh, Pleasant Grove happened to beat Texas High, and, and you know, uh, I'm not sure I would bet on that. You know, Well, sure. Depth, I, I agree depth, with you. Depth would be an issue. Yeah. Um, no question. if they did, do you think they'll fall in the polls? Do I think they'll fall in the—that Texas High would fall in the polls?
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, you know— you're asking me a poll. And i, I it's funny when I... when But I, really? I mean, wait a second, because this yeah. is a complicated answer. Yeah. Because I, I, I thought about this when you and I decided we were have you in here and doing this. Mm-hmm. Because for years, the folks at Arkansas High, and I'm, I know I'm changing the direction for just a second, but it, it all fits. The folks at Arkansas High, when we had the conversation about the value of playing Liberty ILO, because they were playing Texas High, everybody got that. But for them, having a game against Liberty ILO, if they lost... The people in Little Rock know nothing about Liberty Islo High School. All they know is it was uh, all they know is it was at the time a 3A now 4A school in Texas that Arkansas High, which was in the biggest classification at the time or second biggest, lost to. Well, that's going to hurt us in the polls. That was kind of their argument why we can't play Le because it hurts us in Little Rock. So now your question is.
4: Do I care what the polls say? I I don't. In that that case, is is ignorance justification? Uh, No, I I don't care at all. But
1: those guys, again, who make their livelihoods Mm -hmm. based on their success, and sometimes that's a ranking thing. Look, we're ranked in the top ten in the state. For them, you're taking food off their table potentially. If they do fall in the polls or they do lose a game, they're not supposed to lose according to the fans or and I'm air quoting here the experts who say, "Oh, you
4: shouldn't lose to them. They're smaller than you are." You know, when when Gibson first got started, I'd be up in press boxes and I would have to explain to people that uh, Pleasant Grove was in Texas, <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know, it's like it's
2: not East Dallas, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, it's not East Dallas. I don't have to explain that anymore. No. You know, Dave Campbell knows where Pleasant Grove is. bet. you bet. You know, yeah, and they're right. camped
2: out here a lot in the fall.
4: Yeah, they, you know, and 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 a lot of college recruiters know where Pleasant Grove is too. Uh, so, uh, it I, I don't think it would it would hurt them. I think if you know if you're going to lose uh, students to that school district, you need to uh, you need to address those issues.
2: Well, <laughs> and, and, and we're in an arms race, Bill. You've been here in town. Yep. You've seen yeah. the arms race. Yes. Yeah. Texas High, when they threw up that indoor facility over there, they were way out in front of everybody. Their weight rooms, their indoor coaches' offices. I, I can remember college coaches coming to this town, you know, fifteen years ago, going, "Wow, hey, that, yeah, that looks like a college setup over there." We know, I, I mean, we know, I, yeah. PG's about to get that.
4: And I know. I was looking at what PG has planned, and I'm thinking I got thrown out of a college. It wasn't that nice. Right? <laughs> so. No, no question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it, that, but and, it is what it is these days.
2: And that arms race is based on getting kids to come to your school district. Now, I don't think it's just about keeping coaches. I think it's about we want more kids to come to our district because at the end of the day, you and I both know district funding. Is mostly based on the number of kids you have in your district and if you want more money coming into your school district more kids equals more money from the state of Texas
4: yeah and, and it's you know that's the, 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 I, and I, I happen to look at funding a lot I happen to look at attendance a lot and right now PG's down 60 this year and we don't know yeah. what happened to them we know if somebody put them on a bus and carried them out to redwater or what <laughs> but so you know that that's a, that's an either or thing but the thing is is that, that argument is only valid as if this is a zero-sum game yeah if if only the only thing we're ever going to have is the people who are already here uh, but if you know I'm I'm a big studier of demographics too and you know if you if you look at census tracts there are three census tracts between Little Rock and Dallas that are showing growth and all of them are on the north side of Texarkana you know that that's it so and and that's and that was even before you know the the, the growth that's occurring in nash got started i mean I, I don't know if you've driven out there lately i was just shocked by the, all the construction yep. that's underway the thing is that we had the opportunity to grow the town uh we growing the town is is good because it spreads the the cost of property taxes you know the more people are here the less i personally less p- smaller percentage and the i personally have the more things have to we pay. have for everybody the more we have for everybody and i'm saying that if if we can if we can do this there are many other things we could do like for example having a unified walk and bike trail where every park in Texarkana, arkansas and in, in texicana texas can be accessed from any other you know, those are things, if you go to, uh, to Fort, Smart, Fort Smith and up there in Walmart world, uh, those are things that are attracting uh, young professionals. So there are a lot of things we could do, but, we, you know, getting, solving this and addressing this issue that's been around for 45 years, you know, we haven't done it because we've always done it. I, I think it could open us up to working together in other very meaningful and important ways. We're going to take a break. Can you stick around? Sure.
1: I wanted to dive deeper. Okay. We're going to dive a <laughs> little deeper. Bill Oney is joining us. If it's a voice, I didn't get to say your name again in the last segment or so, but that's Bill Oney from the Texarkana Gazette. He's joining us today. If you didn't see his column in Sunday's paper, it's what we're really talking about, the possibility of getting our, excuse me a Texas high and Pleasant Grove on a football field together. We'll talk more about it when we come back. Leaving the Yard, Zach and the Professor on the fan 1079.
3: The Scoreboard in Texarkana is a place to get all your screen printing done. The Scoreboard can also do embroidery in-house, and they'll even help with the design. For embroidery on caps, jackets, shirts, bags for your business, school, church, or even personal needs, visit The Scoreboard. They're open 9 to 530, Monday through Friday at 1433 College Drive between McLarty Ford and FedEx. Or click scoreboardtxk.com, your one stop for screen printing and sublimination jobs. The Scoreboard.
1: Hello, Arklatex. Mike Gillum here saying thank you. Thank you for voting Gillum Hearing Center Best Hearing Center again in the Texarkana Gazette's Reader's Poll. We value our patients' experience and gladly accept insurances, United Healthcare, and True Hearing. So call us for a no charge hearing screening at 903 832
3: 4327. That's 903 832 4327.
1: back 13 minutes till 6 o'clock leaving the yard Zack and the professor here on the fan 1079 oh by the way a reminder kirk and company tomorrow morning
2: razorback billy will be in here we'll be talking razorbacks texas high whatever else billy decides to uh, put on what is really his show on friday well,
1: let's talk about that lsu game i would probably bet. Yeah, it seems
2: probably. like the hogs play better in pink
1: no comment. <laughs> Not saying a thing. Bill Oney's in here with us this afternoon from the Texarkana Gazette. We have been talking up uh, the column he wrote on Sunday about the potential of a Texas High Pleasant Grove football game somewhere down the road. I, I'm gonna, I said we'd dive a little deeper. I'm intrigued by the process that you got to get the story together, calling both of the coaches and saying, I want to come over and talk about... X, Y, and Z that I've, I'm going to write a column about. How was the reception from both Jerry Stanford and Josh Gibson?
4: Just as open and honest as could be. Didn't duck me in any way. You know, I mean, they answered every question I could think to answer. I didn't. I forgot to ask the really important question uh and that was is this your decision or is this a school board decision that
1: is a good question
4: i think and uh and 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 i emailed uh, both uh superintendents and, and left a message for i didn't hear back from either superintendent either which you know people are busy i'm not in your phone list i'm not in your contacts or maybe this issue is so radioactive well, you don't want to talk about it. I'm I, I can't Bill. tell. How, how many
2: weeks have you been back, and you're already jumping into the, the pool with yeah, this thing?
4: Well, there's that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but uh, yeah. So yeah, I looked at a lot of things. I pulled budgets and looked right, to see whatever right. everybody we was spending. Yeah, for example, Texas High only uh, Texas High's athletic revenue is $150,000. Okay. Uh, What's Grimm Stadium hold? Ten thousand people. Yeah, a little less, but ten dollars some, a head? something like that. Hundred thousand. They don't fill
1: it though. But they don't but,
4: it. but you don't think you would fill it for that game? Oh, oh, for yeah. that game, you'd fill yeah. it. Oh God, so, yeah. So we're it would spending, be a
2: huge revenue generator. No so doubt. instead,
4: we're spending ten thousand dollars, charging buses, driving three hundred miles away, playing somebody our folks well, have never I'm, heard of.
2: I've argued this for for the last two well, years.
4: It's not their money; it's the taxpayers. I, I agree, Bill. And, and if they want to do it, it needs to be it needs to be discussed and and acted upon in public by the school board. If you don't want to do it, to, you know the the board is answerable to the public. The board is the has answerable to the voters. The board needs to you know this needs to come from
2: the board. Boy, I just well, <laughs> Ooh, board is so no, no, elected, it, right? Yes, and, they are, and they're elected and. Most politicians I know, Bill, uh-huh. are worried about missteps than being proactive.
4: I know the really good ones are proactive.
2: Oh, I agree. <laughs> but you know, if, most I know are worried about missteps. And this you know this if, has if, all the earmarkings of a misstep.
4: If you wanted to sit in the back pew, you didn't sit in have run for office. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. And, and then, he knows. And, we're, we're, we're Methodists. Everybody sits in the back. <laughs> you know, 750 people sit in the back row. <laughs> and you're
1: right about all of that. But I I, and I think Tony's got a point as well that I don't think on the Pleasant Grove side of this, you approach it anyway, but darn right, let's do it. And I think on the Texas high side of this, you go, you know, I think we ought to feel this out a little bit more. I'm not so sure. This the arms race, as he says, is a for real thing. I mean, there's an elementary school across the street from Pleasant Grove High School, and probably for a reason. And Pleasant yeah. Grove
2: High School was built just on their that side, side of that line. They could have put that other place. Uh,
4: yeah, I know, I know. This it's easy to it's easy to see the dividing line. <laughs> yeah, but
1: I, I I I do like going back to your point, and as you were talking earlier, the last segment about bringing community together, and that this is a this is such a weird. And it's not a bad weird, but it's a weird community where we seem so fractured based on what school district you happen to have your kids in or you happen to live in. And there is a chance to be able to bring the sides together and it not be so angry you know, for a long time, Arkansas High and Texas High was an angry rivalry. People were there was hijinks about it and you're stealing the mascot. And I know that's all fun in games, but sometimes it got carried away. And for a while they had to put up, you know, kibosh on it. I don't know if Pleasant Grove and Texas High I, in my head, in my head, I'm seeing well, why wouldn't they get together? If if any, either one of them's either put out of the playoffs, it seems like there's a big group from the other one that shows up at playoff games to root them on too. And they should. And it's I mean, the one time the community comes together is when the
4: other guys are out, and now we can all root for one school. I, I remember a year we were all root for Le. Right. You know, I mean, you know, that whoever's in the playoffs, and even with the smaller schools, right. You know, if Redwater has a hot run or Hooks, we, you know, we, right. We should all be coming behind them. Because that gives us an, uh, an opportunity to to share our commonality.
1: You know, I could see it. I would see it working if we approached it like, and you said the, the, the college stuff, if you approached it almost like the Live United Bowl. Mm-hmm. If you approached it like we're going to spend that week not on social media jabbing at each other, but we're going to spend it going to children's stuff. We're going to spend it like a college team would spend it and we're going to make that week be a thing where the kids from both communities are together doing things
4: yeah that you know, some of us will go together. into your elementary schools and you read bet. to them you, you read it ours you know we shadow some of it not some of us but it's it's got to reach beyond just the kids you know gibson made Agreed. a really important point it, you know it this if done wrong this could be something that further divides the community yep and so, I mean, it it, it it needs to exist on a large scale. You I mean, bet. The media needs to be involved. We need to be talking about these things. Uh, here's a good show. Why don't you bring in Bob Bruggeman and uh, Alan Brown and ask them about relationships they have with people who went to other schools. You know, ask them how many times they are reaching across uh, boundary lines. Because they line. do Constantly. Which they do constantly, yeah, right. so you know, yeah. So I think there's a really. I, unfortunately, I ran out of time. I didn't make those calls. I was going to. Well,
2: Alan's going to want Arkansas high back in the mix. Well, and, <laughs> well, and and
4: I'm given to understand that's possible. Uh,
2: and, oh, I hear that it's likely. Yeah.
4: yeah, and I'll be
1: honest with you: is it? It's thrown up a thing that we've talked about before, and it probably may only be a basketball thing because of of demographics about where you put everybody, but. Why could you not have a preseason, week zero, week one, whatever, where all four schools played a round robin over the course of three years, four I would, years?
4: I would love to be able to go to the high sheriff's at the Gazette and say, we need a city championship John trophy. Ray. Let's call it the sportsmanship trophy. Sure. Uh, you well, know. one
2: of the radio stations across town did that for years. I don't yeah. know if they're still doing it, but they're Kicker, so, little, they do. they're so little. there's so little – Nobody plays anymore. between the four schools yeah. now that it's hard to award it because everybody's quit playing each it's
1: other. It's just PG
2: and LE. Nobody else plays each other. And they only play we, each know, other because they have to yeah. in, in district.
4: Which, you know, it doesn't. You know, like in baseball, these kids play together all summer long. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. I, but they're not playing each other in varsity baseball. I mean, I don't... I have a hardest time uh, understanding that.
1: And see, I, I could see... I, I, if I had the perfect world and we could make all of this amazing, I'd like to see each one of the three sports kick off with that kind of thing. Yes. Let's have a football version of it, a basketball version of it, a baseball version of it. We're kicking off the season. The Whether you want to count those games or they want to be a scrimmagey kind of thing or whatever you want to do, that you get that chance for everybody to be together that one time as each season gets going. And the same thing could be for volleyball and for softball. And why can't we do it? Is my silly question? That was my question.
4: Why not? <laughs> why not? You know, and why can't we teach? You know, not only our kids to get along, but our adults to get along. Yeah,
1: and I'd like to bring all four schools to the table. I know this is uh, this is a focus of your column was PG and Texas High. Well, it was kid- I think. Long,
4: Chuck. Well, <laughs> I, was, I was heading that way, but I'm going, man, you know, if I, you're going to write a column, not a book. <laughs> if
2: you're going to dream, dream big, Bill. Uh, come on. All right, Bill, what can we expect to see in the future column-wise? Yeah. You got any ideas bouncing around the head there now that you've got everybody engaged? I, well, I would really
4: like to see, um, I, I, I see so many things in traffic that scare me because well, we don't have sidewalks and bikeways built. Uh, and, and achieving that is something that would take years. But it could be done. Uh, I mean, you know, drive McKnight Road and and you see kids walking, you know, one one foot away from pavement. Right. You know, and and the cars, the speed limit is 45, but if the cops are not there, they're doing 55 or 60. uh, We're going to get somebody killed. And, and, you know, and yes, that was a state highway project, but why didn't the city jump in there and build their sidewalks at that time, too? Uh, So uh, there are a lot of things I think we could do. Uh, You know, like I said, it's. One of my one of my uh, important things that I, I covered over the years was economic development, right. and uh, like this issue, it is it is complex. It it, it involves uh, many factors.
1: We'll have to save it for another time. I've got music, Bill Oney, Great seeing ya. Let's let's try to do it semi regularly. Anytime. Write some stuff that makes me go hmm. We'll
4: get you back in here. We'll do it again. You're the only guy who can say my name without making it sound like baloney.